0: It's rock and roll! Welcome to The Look. It's rock and roll podcast. I'm your host, Julian. We are back with a wasp episode. I mean, it feels like it's been a year, and I guess it has been a year since Bill and Andy and I got together to pontificate about the mighty wasp. But you know what? Now we're towards the end of the year. We've had the pleasure, the arena of pleasure seeing blackie lawless and crew live in concert for wasps 40th anniversary tour their return their long-awaited return to the u.s shores where they've not been able to perform in over a decade and we've all been there um i went to anaheim at the beginning of the tour and just this past weekend the regency in san francisco bill what show did you get to (laughs) I was muted. Sorry about that. It's been that Uh, long that you've forgotten how to operate the microphone.
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Actually, that's the funny thing is, and I I don't want to break it up too bad, but I was in a town called Versailles. Okay. And Versailles is in Dark County, Ohio. It's just north of Greenville. And uh, if you remember, it was actually called, I mean, the French pronunciation is Versailles. And I have something sticking to my lip that's driving me nuts. But the Treaty of Greenville was signed between what is now Greenville, Ohio, and Versailles. And Ohioans call it Versailles. So, and I don't want to jump ahead too far, but John Bush came out and said, How you doing, Versailles? Right? And Blackie came out and said, Versailles, how are (laughs) you? So he went with the the, the, uh, more classic language of it. But yeah. Really, I saw it in Versailles as a small community, and I mean a small community. Um, It's much smaller than Dayton. It's way smaller than Cincinnati. It is literally out in the middle of nowhere, about 30 miles off of a federal highway. But they're bringing bands in, so I'm going to go back.
0: Hell yeah. Now your turn, Andy. (laughs) Andy, what shows did you see?
2: Uh, I I went to... uh boston and it actually in boston yeah, basically they call it uh big night live i had never been there and uh, i don't know how new it is so it must be kind of new i've never even heard of it but it's attached to the uh you know they call it the td garden but yeah right down in boston and then uh the day let me see wednesday it was in boston and then on friday kim and i went to uh long island so a place called a paramount long island i had never been to either but uh yeah so that was
0: uh, those are the two places I went to. So. <laughs> awesome. So between the five of us, we've we've seen five shows, um, all, all different parts of the tour. When was when was Versailles? I, I have class.
1: <laughs> Versailles was December 1st.
0: OK, so, so it, it was this... the
1: day after Columbus.
0: Yeah, I'm with Blackie on that. I'd always slip into the French pronunciation. So apologies to any Ohioans who are offended by that. (laughs) Um, You know, so when we did our last episode, the tour had just been announced and Blackie was doing some press and PR, um, you know, hyping it up as the 40th anniversary, the return to the beginning. um, And we were all going, you know, on about what songs we wanted to hear and, and what we were hoping for. Um, in the tour so now that we've seen it and seen basically that it is it is a return to the beginning in the sense that it goes all the way back to Animal which is the musical beginning of Wasp so from that perspective it's very much back to the beginning but in terms of what I guess a lot of people have been bitching about online and in forums um, is that obviously there was no execution of a nun um there was no torch flambe of a flaming um wasp logo there was no meat being thrown out into the audience but um was anyone actually expecting any of that shit in 2022 when liability and um if you remember the station fire um And and the size of some of these venues, do you you have any concept as to what would happen if a band tried to go and set things on fire in a 900 capacity venue or throw meat at the audience? You'd have all these vegans going, well, maybe not. I, I would have went for
1: a video of the flaming logo. The flaming logo is classic as it gets. And they had a well enough, a big enough. And can everybody hear me okay? Because I sound a little quiet in my headphones.
0: No, you, you sound right. You sound fine to me. Right on.
1: Well, and I would have went for a video of it, but uh, you know, and I I understand with this thing with the station and all of that. And really, it wouldn't have happened in the because the place I was at was a pretty low ceiling place. But uh, yeah, I mean, at least a video image of it. And it may have came up somewhere, but it came up really quick if it did. So
0: Yeah, I seem to remember there as, being a, a flaming logo uh, image at some point. I don't remember at what point during the show. And I was sober both shows. I didn't I deliberately didn't booze it up because uh, I wanted to enjoy both of these. But yeah, you're, you're you're right. It'd be nice to have it a little bit more prominent and obvious as well. I guess. Yeah. And
2: maybe maybe the uh, like at the beginning, you know, like the uh, intro, have the flaming, you know, the the logo and the flaming when they first come out that would be, you know, that would hit the money spot, you know what I mean? Because that's kind of when they originally did it. You know, they talk about that, true of the shore, you know, uh, even nowadays, that would be so illegal, even back then, <laughs> they don't know how they got <laughs> away with that, too, because the seals are so low and everything's so low. They're lucky they didn't they're lucky it wasn't a tragedy at that, like the uh, station, you know what well, I mean?
0: They were all doing that back in the day. I mean, it was insane what was going on on the strip and in the Los Angeles era with Motley Crew and, uh, you know, spraying lighter fluid over, you know, what was it, Nikki or Mick and lighting him up and Blackie and all the shenanigans that they got up to. Um, but let's talk about that show intro as well it starts whenever you go and this is a you know kind of informational for those who haven't been to any of the shows yet if you hear the end by the door starting get your ass in have there. your ass in line B- because <laughs> it, it, it it is starting i love the cacophonous uh, intro that starts with that and then builds into wolf songs segueing you know getting louder and louder rising up and then in they come um andy intro D- does it get your inner uh- animal released I've heard it before,
2: so I know what it's gonna happen, but I'm like, eh, not really, in a way, because I don't understand. Maybe there's something behind the whole Doors thing. I don't get it. But uh, I also find it kind of weird that they're playing Was songs that you might hear or might not hear, which I think is weird, because usually bands don't do that. I started hearing like the electric circus and I'm like, yes, I want to hear that anyways, but I really don't want to hear it for the intro kind of thing, unless they're actually going to play it. So I think that's just me. Maybe it's a psychological thing. And like, some people around me and they're like standing there going, What is this? And I'm like, You know, when you hear the alarms, the, the alarms, and that was the alarms were for uh, the last command. If anybody remembers the helicopters, that was kind of like the intro for the last command. But people like, some people like standing around, like, Why? What's up with that? And I'm like, Because it's from the last command. So you could tell the diehards, like the real, the real diehards, big, deep diehards knew what some of the stuff was about. But for me, no i i don't know I, I i yeah i wish it would change a little bit somehow i don't know i mean I'd even heard like screaming till you like it i'm like oh yeah okay yeah cool and what happens it doesn't get played in the set
0: Ooh, you know right. <laughs> you know so thanks for the spoiler uh, no <laughs> well we got it
1: you didn't hear it? they didn't play it at your show because we got it no i'm kidding
0: <laughs> <laughs> what what about you, Bill? Oh, you goodness. know how's the intro because obviously we didn't go to shows, you know, previously in 2010, so or at least I didn't, so it was all new to me.
1: Well, and that's one thing, you know, having grown up going to concerts as a teen and now in as approaching senior citizenship, it seemed <laughs> like it seemed like it was always better to see the band rush to stage. You know, You're you're listening to, and that's the thing is, you know, they did have the intro music and all that stuff, but they kind of just strolled out and, you know, walked over and got in place and whatever. And it just didn't seem like there was no kaboom to take off. I mean, you didn't need a physical concussion or something like that, but it just seemed like they just came out and started playing. But, I mean, I was just so used to hearing, you know, something more impactful. And Armored Saint was a little more impactful. You know, they kind of came out and, okay, I want to, I didn't know how much we were going to talk about Armored Saint, but uh, I've become an Armored Saint fan this year that I overlooked it for years. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bang on my table. But uh, when we had, like, a guy had told us, like, five minutes before, I had heard about Jason McMaster filling in for John Bush like a week before. I didn't know how many shows he played. I didn't know when he started or when he stopped. But then the guy tells us before the show, he goes, oh, you know, John Bush ain't going to be here. And it's like, what do you mean John Bush ain't going to be here? He goes, no, Jason McMaster's still singing with them. And it's kind of like, oh, all right. You know, the one time I get to see Armored Saint and John Bush isn't with them. So I was kind of down on it. But when I saw that little bald head trek out onto the stage, it was just like kaboom. And it well that was almost the explosion that Wasp needed when they hit the stage. It was that big surprise of knowing that John Bush was there? And, you know, everybody went nuts the minute he hit the stage. But it just seemed like the the opening of the show just kinda it it's kinda meh, really.
0: Okay, so before we get into more of the, the Wasp chat, let's talk about Armored Saint a little bit. Andy, uh, any love for Armored Saint from you, or did did you uh, catch them at both shows, or did you skip them? No, well, I I actually did see them, and I have to be honest,
2: I never really, did, I never saw Armored Saint. That was the very first time I've ever seen Armored Saint. They never came around my area that I know of, so I don't re- didn't really catch it. Uh, I didn't back in those days. I never really saw them, and then uh, somebody came up to me and said, "This other guy's gonna sing," and I was like, "Oh, okay." I, I didn't really think about it, but uh, if they weren't that bad. Actually, I was kind of impressed by it. I was like, "Wow, this guy's not that bad." Because you know, sometimes you get, you know, you know, the name, you know, you're like, "Oh, the name," and you're thinking, "This, this is gonna be weird or something," or you know what I mean? It's it's like Kiss thing or a Wash thing. You're like, "Oh, they, you know," but look at Wash—they've done some killer ballads. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. But they were actually really good. And um, like he, uh, Bill said, I don't know when the new guy started, but when the uh, when they were in Boston, he sang. But by the, when I got to the the next show, uh, b- b- the Bush guy came out. They both sang together on that most popular song there. I forgot. Him, but I did at Devil the end.
0: Euphoria, March of the Saint.
2: Thank you. March of so the they Saint, were, yeah. Yeah, they were trading vocals back and forth on uh, the New York show. But then Boston was the fall, you know. So, But actually, I was kind of impressed. They were pretty good, man. I have to say, I was, it wasn't like that, you know. Sometimes, you know, you go to see an opening band, you're like, oh, my God, this is just, you know, terrible. You know what I mean? Just so awful. But they, they actually were really into it. They would get the crowd very motivated. There were a lot of Ahmed Saint fans there too, also. So there were Ahmed Fate slash was fans. So there was no that, you know, oh my band's better than your band kind of crap stuff. It was uh, it was pretty much pretty cool all the way around. So you can see the mutual respect for both bands for each other and stuff and the fans. Very cool. So I I didn't mind it actually. I didn't think it was bad at all. Yeah, yeah. So no, mutual
0: m- mutual respect in history that goes back 40 years that they, they played on the same bill 40 years ago, nearly to the day of the Anaheim show. So, you know, I, I haven't listened to Arbor Satan since 1986. Um, I'm aware of them um, or John Bush. And I skipped his tenure in anthrax as well. Um I'm aware of the first album, or is it the second album? Whichever one Michael James Jackson did. Uh, because that's March he, of the
1: Saint. That's the first one.
0: Yeah, because he went to work with Armored Saint rather than, uh, you know, finish working on Animalize with Kiss.
1: I so, take it back. That's the second one because they did an EP indep they did an album independently on Metal Blade, and then the first major label one.
0: Right. So Chrysalis, uh, they were on, I believe. Um, And and that album's really good. So, you know, one of the the things I liked is that they have a common history uh, or or a history together. So it was great to see a band that's highly, uh, you know, respected in Southern California. In Southern California around that 40th anniversary. Uh, unfortunately, the sound mix was absolutely fucking awful in Anaheim. It was so tinny and shrill. It was like being attacked by a thousand killer wasps. Ironic for the band that they were opening for. Uh, <laughs> but I threw all I threw all the songs in the set into a Spotify playlist afterwards, and it just reminded me how good they are as a band. They really are a fantastic opening act um, and, and really fun. So I, I only caught part of the set... Um, in San Francisco because I was hanging out front and chatting with some friends. Um, But again, really cool. All right. So let's get back to Wasp. You know,
1: let me, let me squeak in. I never did get to say that armored Saint was good from beginning to end. I was really impressed with them. Well played. And then my, then I'll lead us back into Wasp saying, I know that there was merch issues for you guys having VIPs, but there was merch issues for GAs too, because when we got to the venue, there was a line for merch, but nobody was selling. I mean, nobody. They because, had two tables and nobody was selling nothing.
2: Yeah, because you know why? Because no. the same guy the same guy who's taking the photos for the VIP is the <laughs> same guy who sells the merch. Oh, no, I'm not lying.
1: You it makes sense, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So he's the same guy that sells the merch behind the booth. So when we get into the merch stuff, the well, no let, stuff. Let, we-
0: let's do the merch stuff right now while we're, we're talking about it. Anaheim, there was no merch. Uh, because they'd sold it out in Vegas the night before and hadn't been able to, you know, things were still coming together on the tour and with merchandising, um, you know, provisioning, and all the all the business and transport side of that. Uh, just an absolute nightmare. So I think they had smalls. Everyone's in there in line. Everyone wants wasp shit, and they get up there. They're like, they've only got baby sizes. You've got all these fat middle-aged guys, who, you know, and, and you <laughs> still couldn't get it at other shows. So I... I got to say this because I have been following all all the stuff on the official socials. They got to Online store up and running in short time. I placed an order for a Wasp shirt because I wanted one for the VIP in San Francisco on November the 15th. It, I was told it was expected to ship the first week of December. I'm like, cool, that's great. I get a notification on November 29th that it shipped. It's in my hands December the 6th. Had communication all along the way. They go up to 5x online. You're only going to be able to get 2x uh, at shows. Um, So they solved a problem and made it possible for people who aren't able to attend the shows to get stuff. And more importantly, it's being handled respectfully. It it arrived in in great shape, real fast, and it's good quality. So i got to give them a a hand for that because I ended up buying an arm at Saintsure. I mean, fortunately, I enjoyed the set enough to do that at Anaheim because that's all there was. Um, There was no WASP stuff, so... You know, the, the merch has been an issue. And that's important that you've said that
1: because if anybody in the circle happens to hear this, that, that that's impressive because we've been dealing with a particular band that all three of us are fans on that you can't get merch from, or even when you pre-order it six months ahead of time. So that's, I'll just leave (laughs) it at that.
0: Yeah. They, they got it, you know, hats off to the Wasp gang for getting an issue solved and i'm just i'm not shilling i'm telling you my honest to god experience of i wanted a shirt i got my shirt it was you know under promised and over delivered in that it arrived and shipped sooner than was expected to and i was happy that i was at the the wasp vip wearing a wasp shirt now
1: you got the one that's andy that andy's wearing now right that's right yeah same one well i'm gonna go order my 3x because they didn't have a 2x at the show I'm going to order my 3X as soon as we're done.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it was also good for the VIP in San Francisco. They let us in. um, And we're jumping around a little bit from where I'd originally intended to go, but it just seems to be working out that way. They let us into the VIP. Um, Everyone was there on time. Everything went as expected. Everyone met up on time. Um, The organizer came out, grabbed everyone, scanned our IDs, you know, and gave us our laminates. And, you know, in we went and on to the merch stand where they were all ready to go with all our names. And each one of us have a credit for the merch stand. So a bunch of people got their shirts and put them on right then and there. I was like, oh, crap. Uh Uh, You know, I'd forgotten about that. So so I ended up with another shirt. You know, so right uh, on, right on. It was it it was really good. And they had up to two X that day and they were ready to go and to sell. And they took care of everyone. Apart from the slowpokes in the line who hum and har over, is this the right one for me? Just buy a fucking shirt and <laughs> let's get over the well, rest. Well, take
1: your t-shirt and fucking beat it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Yahoo. <laughs> well, Julian, they, they, they
2: must, um, by the time they got to your show at the near the end of the tour, they must have fixed all that because when I got in the VIP, all the VIPs were walking by the merch, going. We are all drooling, saying, man, we want, we want. And they're like, no, you can't have it yet. We are like, come on, man, just let us buy it down. There's nobody in the building. Let's get it now. And then, you know, people would probably put them on. And then done the, the meet and greet, the re- you know, the full thing with Blackie and everybody. But we didn't. And then by the time we we can get into that afterwards. But I will say this about the merch thing. I didn't know how much merch was going to be there. As, you, as some of you know that, you know, the three of us love Kiss, too. And I went on a Kiss Cruise like two weeks before I saw the washroom, so I did nothing online. I didn't know anything about the set list, the T-shirts, or any of the merch. I looked at nothing, man. I did I did the full out checkout, man, and it worked. Because I wanted, wanted to go into this whole thing totally blank, not seeing anything. I will say this about the merch stuff. I find it I find it kind of strange that uh why does why does this nothing else of the guy the rest of the band? If it's a band. But at least have the rest of the guys on at least one shirt. Why is it just Blackie on the shirt? I know it's his thing. It's his basically company or or band or whatever you call it. He owns the rights and stuff. But why can't they just put one shirt with the rest of the guys on it? I I don't understand that. That's one thing I kind of scratched my head. Because Mike Dude has been in in with Wash now for a long time and, you know, stuff like that. And I just I I think that kind of weird on that way. Uh, Also, when we were there, when I was at the VIP, um, walking out of the VIP, when we're all like hanging around, I met some guy named Joe Carbone in line because we're all like, oh, my God. We're in line trying to get merch. We got up to the merch because we didn't even know what shirts were going to be left because the lines were these. I'm sorry, but the, the tour got delayed. I know you said it being great online, maybe they are on some, but they had a delay, so this thing's been waiting to come, and Wasp hasn't been around, or Black has been around in 10 years, you know people are going to be savages wanting all the merch, so I think they should have, might have had a little bit more merch out there, you know what I'm saying, because like you said, you get updated, like, oh my god, they don't have my size, so what do you do, you've pretty much been waiting in line for 45, 50, and I'm telling you, the lines were insane at both shows I went. I mean, all night long, just long, long, long. And people are praying. And then by the time I got there, this, uh, the like I said, I met some guy named Joe Cabone. And these, I, I didn't open it, but the kiss. I don't know if you saw him. the kiss flag. I mean, kiss like Jesus. Uh, the Wasp flag, the 40th anniversary. Wrong podcast. These things were buddy. like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these things were like sounding like crazy, and they were. They were gone, and I met this guy on, right there standing in line, and I said, well, I'm going on a show in Huntington, New York in like two days. If they have one, I'll buy one for you, and, and I'll mail it to you. And the guy's looking at me, he goes, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you just met me. You have no idea who I am, or you know, if somebody will steal something for you. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I just have this good vibe about you. And they said, if I go down the show, and if they, if they have them, bingo. So they had them down there. So I grabbed one for him and one for him. He paid pay me to. The exact amount, I didn't rip them off. They, was, they were 25 bucks. It cost like five bucks a ship. I said, Here you go. And he was all happy, dappy, than anything I knew. So, I mean, I'm glad they made up for the merchandise online because I, you know, but I just wish they had more variety of, of stuff too, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm like, a he- I don't know. Did they have a head? Uh, you you oh, got to they- get
0: Gene Simmons out of your head, man, because. You know, I, I I thought it was a concise amount of merch. So you got Wild Child, you you got the the Wasp oh. forty, you've got the flag. Uh, one thing that people in uh, in the merch in lines were complaining about, I didn't get the pen. Um, we're complaining about were no posters. So yeah,
2: okay, but, stop thinking like Simmons then.
0: And, I, and and the one thing I've really mentioned is no tour book. I would love a tour book. Now they've got photos, because I know they, they've had pro-photogs pho- at these shows. I would love uh, to see a tour book celebrating yes, the please. 40 years of Wasp with a commentary yes. from Blackie Lawless of each song in the set, even if um, there are some songs that come and go, um, You know of why those songs are in the 40th anniversary set to him for him to connect wasp 40 with those songs and why those are there. And then a comment from each year or album going through. And that's an easy 25, 30 page, um, you know, tour book. Now the downside is that those do cost money to design, to print. And there are Andy still supply chain problems, which is why I'm not surprised that things don't make it to every show in the quantities that we want. So yeah, we're still living in a really fucked up world.
2: Yeah, I I understand that. But again, that's another thing that kills me, too, is a tour book. I mean, why, you know, they could have taken photos two years ago. They've had two years because they postponed this. So they could have set up the stage, taken the photos like every other band does. They could could have taken
0: photos in Europe.
2: Yeah. or anywhere. It didn't matter. But I, lo- I I don't I never understand that. Wasp has never really had a tour books. Uh, they had the electric circus one, uh, which, you know, yeah. It is, so there hasn't been like a lot of them out there. You know, they have they've had all these tours for all these years, but not a lot of tour books. Yeah, but it, would,
0: it does cost money. and a lot of the guys who took the photos back in the day are really expensive to license. so they they you know every single uh, thing that goes into a tour book, from the ink to the photos, to the text, to the copy, to the design to the printing, has a line item on a spreadsheet, and it can get expensive pretty quick. Um, and, so.
1: and the and the lead time, you know that's the thing about it is as lead times are very important in printing. Because when we were reading stuff in magazines 30 years ago, we were reading stuff that was four months old. Because they were doing everything they were preparing for wasn't going to come out for another three to four months. So if they were trying, I don't think they would have had the time to
0: process stuff from Europe before the American tour started. Do some buttons as well. There you go. You've done pins. Do some buttons. Buttons Um, are a simple machine.
1: And they're done.
0: But Yeah. yeah. And, and at on the it. VIP, we did get picks, and everyone likes. I actually gave one of mine out to. I was having a beer with a guy, and he bought me a beer. I'm like, here, have a pick. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not taking a free beer off you. Um, you know, but that sort of stuff. Some of the other merch, um, you know, Achilles. Maybe he should be selling his drum head every night, and who knows? But that gets all gets a bit into the kiss realm of over merch. So. Um, I don't know. It's going to be different for everything. I've got two C-shirts. Uh, Andy's got his stuff. And Bill's going to be ordering his stuff. So I, I, I would think we're all pretty happy. End of the day. It, it's not like I'm not happy. I just figured you I want guess more. It's the it's just, of course we do. We want more. It's been <laughs> you years. You're used to Simmons saying, where's your wallet? And you saying, here's my money. Come on, every, every they're
2: not the only ones. Come on, uh, probably like 98% of the bands would be doing the same thing. The, the more they merch, merch sell, merch sell, merch sell. I don't know. I, I would love to talk about, like you, a poster too. A poster would have been killer too. He, he, if they sold a poster with all of them, signed it, man, right, that'd be killer. So, you know, I mean, I, I guess I guess if they see this in the long run, wink, wink, <laughs> They could do it on the next round.
0: (laughs) Yeah, or they don't want it all just, you know, getting thrown up onto eBay. You know, there's so much of that that goes on. um, But there's a lot more to business than our fan perspective. And we'll never know all the ins and outs that go into making a decision to what the menu items are on the merch thing. So... Again, I'm happy that I found a couple of shirts that I'm pleased with. Um, the tour book's the only kind of thing that's, uh, you know, a bit of a bummer from my perspective, just because I like that junk. But again, I understand that there's um, a, a lot of work that goes into making those happen, having, you know, uh, inside stories on those things happening. All right, let's get back into the, you know, the more kind of musical side of this, and you know, my in- initial hopes. Were that this wasn't just going to be a greatest hit set. And then I got to the show and I was ready for greatest hits or the best of Wasp because they have never had any hits. Um, I think one of the interesting comparisons is I, I originally just pulled up my notes from our last episode, you know, and, and looked at the 2010 set list and pretty much what has been performed on this tour is the 2010 set list without take me up screaming uh, scream until you like it arena of pleasure Babylon's bourbon so crazy well that was performed at my show yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah you know <laughs> bill d- did it feel like a, 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 the best of wasp um it, or how what did you feel about the spectrum of material that was performed
1: well for starters i didn't get anything past crimson idol on in versailles nothing past crimson idol and w- which really, you know, it sucks because I've really gotten into the later albums since we started doing this. And, you know, I'm all the time. It's like, this is classic wasp. This is classic wasp. But, uh, yeah, it was disappointing to not get any crimson Idol stuff, anything past that. Uh, but, and, uh, like you said, you know, you get, you got crazy and we didn't, you got heaven hung in black. We didn't. And, uh, you know, I've actually been playing that on the station. I bet I've played it like four times in the past month and I do a weekly show. <laughs> so that tells you that I play it pretty often, but, uh, it, de- it definitely seemed like a good selection because our- ours was a 10 song set list, seven in the main set, including the medley at the beginning. And then, uh, then the three song encore. And, uh, I was, I was impressed with how some of them, uh, kind of the let me get to my notes here uh for some reason my computer just put julian's face over my notes uh i thought that like you know the uh the medley in the beginning you know that's some pretty out there stuff it wasn't like there was anything a video. there wasn't a video for anything well was there a video for electric circus
0: I, I don't remember. I'm, like, fixated on frickin' Elvis, you know. Yeah, uh,
1: I mean, the first the first five songs, there wasn't, you know, any there weren't videos prior to No, that.
0: because all, all the banners are still covering all the video screens at that part of the show.
1: No, I mean, like, when they were released. Like, when Electric no. Circus came out, was there a video for that song? No. I don't think there was, because it was not, like, 9 to 5 Nasty no. was the only thing that was on there.
0: Yeah, and I don't need yeah. a doctor.
1: But uh okay. Had a video. So, I mean, you know, the the first four or five songs didn't have any videos at all to them. And uh, you know, they're, they're pretty deep cuts. I like the performance. Uh, let me just keep covering myself up here.
0: Uh Yeah, I'm Right, so that <laughs> that that medley's constructed of On Your Knees, The Flame, Torture Never Stops, and Inside the Electric Circus. And you know, go go and check out the, the videos that are up on YouTube for these, because that's a kick ass kind of opening machine gun of some highly identifiable stuff. I mean, those first three, you're basically live at the Lyceum 84 um, right. being honored right there and then.
1: And And to get five in a row, you know, that was just like, wow. You know, you was wondering if you're going to have time to breathe through the whole show.
0: Yeah, Andy. And medley.
2: they were played super. Now I, I'm pretty sure I've heard the medley before, except for the flame. I think the flame was my, like my biggest surprise out of the medley. But I was kind of bummed, man. I mean, if they didn't play the full Electric Circus. I'm sorry. I know he says he doesn't like that album as much as some of the other ones, but there's a lot, a lot of diehards that love Inside the Electric Circus, man. And that song is classic. It just fits. The whole circus theme thing, I, I, I wish I heard the whole song.
0: Yeah, That's Bla- just... Blackie now knows that because at my VIP, the number of electric circus albums was pretty sick. And 95 <laughs> Nasty ads from Kerrangs uh, I mean, there was all sorts of shit from that album that was being brought in. There was, you know, a lot of electric circus and a lot of Crimson. And it was all of us who had like Last Command and Winged Assassin stuff that was kind of the outliers. Well, you could
2: you could tell the difference a little bit. They, it, I could say from the Boston VIP, there were there were a bunch of people who had a bunch of mixed stuff. It didn't seem to be all the same. Oh, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. Usually it's the first album and anything uh, you know the F like Animal. Uh, there but there were like probably five people that had five or six people that had Crimson Idol stuff so you could kind of tell the difference it was kind of like wow you went from the first album to Crimson Idol to animal those would like the majority of stuff you know and you know even I had a hard time what do you pick to have signed in t- t- to be honest when wasp when I was introduced to wasp it was a cassette tape. We, you know, I went to see Kiss <laughs> in Springfield, Massachusetts, and I was in a Mustang with the old one of those '65 Mustangs with six, six other guys. We blew off school, and two of the guys knew who Wasp was. He's like, hey, Andy, check this tape. I'm gonna put it in. I'm like, wow, that sounds pretty cool. And then by the end of the night, I was like, wow, these guys are pretty good. And I went out the next day and bought the cassette. And da da da. So all my basically original albums, they're on my wall and they're all sealed. So I wasn't going to crack the seal open. So I had to start looking, hunting around for stuff that, like, say, hmm, what am I going to have signed? And what, what would, like, if, he, if I put it down in front of him, would he be like, ugh, you know, I don't want to sign this? Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, I, I had this weird feeling of, like, what should I bring? And then all of a sudden I found some picture disc. And I'm like, wow, what can I sue And I, I'm I'm sorry, man. I love the electric circus. I hope the whole stream, like till you like it, man, fits. I like horror movies. I know it was kind of a goofy horror movie, but I like horror movies and the whole Wasp thing and they like the, it, the, the whole circus thing. It just fit for me. And I brought him with the hat and stuff for the picture disc. I, and now, oh, where I got it. Where did I put that thing? Oh, yeah. yeah, there it is. So I brought this is one of the things I had the picture disc, the screaming to you like it thing. And um, <clears throat> so that was, you know, I thought it was just cool because just, you know, I just kind of had him on it, you know. So, got that sign and then I couldn't find anything else. So then I said, "Ah, oh, man, I'll bring it." I, I, almost didn't, wasn't gonna bring it, but I says, "Ah, oh, what the hell?" And because I, you know, I know about the whole, you know, animal thing that he was, you know, was I didn't, we didn't even know, if, I didn't even know if he was gonna do it or not. So I happened to have a gold animal because even somebody asked me at the meat greet, they're like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "It's an original gold meat greet from that music for the nations from overseas, England." <laughs> you know? Oh wow. Yeah. So I. And I said, well, I'll do it. And he just looked at it, signed it. It wasn't like a big deal to him. So I I can now remember I went into this blank not knowing if they hadn't even played Animal in the first week or what is it, week and a half or something before I I saw my show. So I had no idea. And anybody who tried to send me messages, I think, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see
0: it. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm sitting in my hotel in Anaheim watching Vegas from the night before. Uh, Uh (laughs) Yeah. You know, watching the whole thing, um, Bill. I know you didn't do the VIP, but what would you have gotten signed had you done it?
1: That's a pretty interesting question. I probably would have got uh, my oh. my original animal out. Uh, oh, twelve inch single done, and uh, maybe uh, maybe my forever free jacket that came with the. It was actually a poster. I think I showed that before where uh, the Forever Free album folded out to be a poster. I thought that would be kind of cool. And he might have, you know, I don't know. He might have thought something about seeing Frankie on there or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that's probably the couple things I would have got.
0: All right. Well, since we're doing this part of it, I got my... Still not black enough CD signed because this was the one that I found in Glasgow that got me back into the band. I checked out and skipped Crimson because I just wasn't into that. I'm still not. Um, so th- that album has meaning to me because I love it. And, you know, Goodbye America, Black Forever, great songs. And I wasn't the only one with that. Someone had the picture disc, uh, which was really cool to see as well. Um, But again, I've got a personal connection with that album, so I wanted Blackie to sign that. And then I'd actually bought this because I got rid of all my animal stuff years ago because I'd evolved past it a little bit like Blackie had. Um, So I wanted to get something else signed, something that I could hang on the wall with my ticket stub and my VIP pass. So I picked up the Japanese 84 tour book and it's a great piece of art, a photo, a street photo, And I thought that would just look great hanging on the wall with the stub and the picks, and, you know, to to be a display as a a memory item from that Um, because, again, cassettes were where it was at back in the day. Yeah. You know, Last Command cassette. I no longer have my uh, the the ones that I had back in the day. I no longer have the, the the videos because they were all British and I didn't bring them out to America with me. And then my father chucked all my music stuff out where a lot of that you know was. Um, well, I
1: probably I probably bought Last Command and Headless Children on CD together. That meant would have been eighty nine because I just burnt up the tape of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have the CDs of the Wasp catalog until I worked with Snapper, um, doing some PR for the reissue campaign before I I moved back to America. So, you know, uh, I used to buy cassettes, one for the car, right? You said, you know, have one,
2: slap one in the car, and one for home in the radio. (laughs) You know, so you wouldn't have to.
0: (laughs) You know, that's what that's what we did. So I I didn't want to pull out a, a cassette J card you know i want to have something up on the wall because a lot of my musical story you know i'll be able to look up and and see that now and have happy memories of a great vip experience a a couple of shows that i I enjoyed doing and also these wasp podcasts that we've done together as well they're all going to form you know part of what to me is an important item it's not going up on ebay hell no
2: they made Hey, and, and um, uh, the other thing, too, is, you know, are we going to keep rolling with this VIP stuff? Is that uh, we'll,
0: we'll go all over the I place, gotta Andy, say, man, we, we don't need structure. You're the, the one that sh-
1: set the schedule this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. He, he sent us, uh,
2: you know, homework to do, like, all over the place anyway. So, Ju- Julian start to learn, learn from me, just squirrel, squirrel. So, um, I thought this was pretty cool because I tell you, to this day, I don't care. I hate the virtual tickets. And when I bought the VIP ticket, I actually got a real VIP ticket, but my ticket for Boston is on my damn phone, which sucks. So I get this thing printed out now, but it's not as good. But when I bought the VIP, they actually Ticketmaster sent you a real ticket. What I thought is that's awesome. I'm like, you know, the you know Blocky, you know, meet Blocky Walls show VIP. And those guys that you got your VIP. You know we got the uh, message what about a week before telling you where to the meet what time be there at 5 30. don't be late because you don't want to miss it da-da-da. uh yeah i think the guy's name is jason came out met everybody you know explained everything gonna go through the metal detectors do all this stuff you know you got to do all the security things just like you do it nowadays uh, we're going to give you our vip laminates right right you gotta show them you gotta show them these were pretty cool
0: these are awesome and and, black- and, and he black he'd already signed these as well, yep. which is a, r- yep. a really nice touch. And I put mine on the inside for some of my photos. So on my sweaty man boobs, yep. uh, the uh, Sharpie did not rub off. Yeah. And then,
2: uh, you know, we walked in and he, then he's like, uh, here you go. Uh, where did I put them? Where they fall? I, dude, you wouldn't believe it. I pro- I, pro- I lost some of my picks, actually. I actually either lost some of them and I gave some away. I, I, <laughs> I literally had some in my pocket. I might have pulled them out. So, and the VIP, they gave you three electric three wafers a white ones, a black one and then two white right you got two white and a black right
0: I don't remember I gave the other one away so
2: I think that's how it went so they gave us those uh, Jason was cool and then they said hey you're gonna get your uh, photo taken with Elvis so in Boston uh, Elvis was off the stage and like on the side so if anybody see my Facebook pictures uh, he was on the ground really not like lay laying on the ground, but sitting up, but against the thing, and the, and the guitar was on there. So it was not on the stage in Boston. So we took our photos there, they took the photos, and then, uh, and I didn't even know, because on the VIP, if you read the, the original VIP off their website, it says you were actually supposed to hold the guitar. So I thought I was actually going to hold it. Now remember, again, I'm going to keep saying this, I went into this blank, not knowing what, what happened. So... And then I think uh, Jason or somebody mentioned it. They were worried that somebody was going to put it over their shoulder or hold it and drop it or some crazy thing. And I, I get it. So I think that's why they decided to put it on Elvis, which was probably a better, well, not cool for not as cool for us, but I understand no, why they I did think, that. No, I that think way. It,
0: I think it was cool and it was the right decision. You don't want to be yeah. handing uh, around someone's important, you know, personal widow base that someone could inadvertently damage or drop on their foot or poke <laughs> someone's eye out with. So, you know, use it as an additional prop and I'm sorry, we've gone back into the VIPs bill.
1: It's all
2: right. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, you know, you see the thing with the VIP, I know we're jumping around, but it like leads up to the show thing. That's what kind of, yeah. Yeah. I know we did. Jump. But anyways, but uh, you know, and in the Boston, we, we were led into a place. We, we were standing around, and all, and all of us. Yeah, I think it was like 20 or 25 of us. I can't remember. Um,
0: yeah, they cap. the numbers so that they could keep it to a reasonable crowd and not be yeah. overrun, like they do at Kiss VIPS. They will keep <laughs> selling. They will just keep selling them. And because Kiss doesn't sign anything anymore, you're it, it's a different, you know, ball of wax.
2: Yeah, and it says right there. It will say like uh, if you on the on the VIP ticket, it says like G A O, and it says it'll say like a number five and number six. Cause I I know some people who went and they had numbers right after me, so I know it, it was six, seven, eight, nine. So I think they capped it at twenty or twenty-five, which was awesome, dude. That I mean, that's I'm telling you right now. If, if now you say oh the take like Gene Simmons, you know all the money man. That rocked. Not having that many people that made it like extra extra awesomeness because you know you only so many people and it just seemed like more personal and that was awesome on that part of it so i give way thumbs up on that part alone just that alone you know so in the boston everybody's just kind of like standing around and jason's talking to all of us and he's like oh yeah you know i've known blackie for you know 20 25 years it's kind of different seeing him on stage like he used to be to where he is now he's you know like He's just one of the guys hanging out or, you know, just a regular kind of guy or whatever. Right. And he's like, yeah, you can ask him anything and this and that. And I started asking. Uh, I just threw out to Jason, which I think was would be perfect, even though it wasn't my wasp question because I didn't want to blow my blackie question uh, to, J- to Jason and saying, hey, man, these guys could do a cruise the way Wasp is set up, they could do a Wasp cruise and they could sell it out easily. Cause if you can get a thousand to 1200 to 2000 people in a thing like they're doing now, a cruise that you know, Julian, you've been on with, with me and us and stuff that they only hold 2300, the smaller ones. So, Wasp could sell out easy, and they could play acoustic, they could do different sets, they could bring more of the stuff for the inside shows. I think a Wasp cruise would be off the hook, and they could bring, like, Amish St. and some of their favorite bands, you know, stuff like that. So, I think, so the guy was talking to us left to right, and then uh, if anybody saw my uh, Facebook page, uh, all of a sudden the door's open, they're like, hey, can here comes Blackie Bug, just, just rolls in, sits behind the table, and like goes like this with his fingers, like, oh, which pen am I going to take? And then all of a sudden they're like, Hey, come on over. Jason took your stuff, you put it down. And Blackie says, Hi, shake, shake, shook our, you know, shake your hand, started shaking people's hand. How you doing? Hi, how you doing? And they're like, Look, here's the photo. Take the photo and he signed. And the Blackie would say something for you, like, Oh, yeah, I remember this, or I don't remember that. Oh, that's pretty cool. I've seen a couple of signees and this and that. And then uh, everybody went through and then Blackie said, "Okay, uh, who wants to start?" Blake goes, "I'm just going to go around the, you know, around the room and start asking questions. You know, you ask your question. So everybody starts asking all the questions. Some of them that we know of are, are the same. You know what I mean? Like, oh, how come, you know, how come Chris isn't there and this and that and everything else. You know, with all those things. But uh, my question, though, I, I didn't, I didn't put it up online, so I, I wanted to break it here because I just thought it was different right. because here, here, here we go, hot, hot news." Yep. Because I had a million questions in my brain, you know, through all these years. And like, I, I was kind of like, it's right before I was going to do it. And I'm like, but then I just went to California, okay? And I said, you know what? One of the places I wanted to go to was the hotel where Blackie was sitting like this at the pool with his legs crossed, right? Waiting for Ace really in 1977 before Kiss was going to play in Anaheim Stadium because Ace and Blackie are friends. So I went to that hotel. I had just got back from the Kiss Cruise in California, that uh, Marquis Hotel, which I guess is very famous for a lot of rock stars who still go to, to this day. And the guy let us in. He's like, yeah, go ahead. Go check out the pool. The pool's right there. There's a couple of them, but the pool's right there. And I couldn't believe it. So I sat there and like this. So my question to Blackie, which which everybody in the room was like pretty well, like, wow, that's pretty cool. The uh, way Blackie mentioned and said about it when I asked him, I said, uh, Blackie, you and Ace were friends back in the day. Do you still talk to Ace freely now? Or do you have any music stuff or, you know, that kind of thing, kind of going? And Blackie turns around and says, you know what? I just talked to Ace like two months ago. And I was like, oh, cool. So everybody, yeah, everybody's like, cool. And, and he goes, you know, he goes, and Blackie turns around and says, you know what? You know, what I told, I asked Ace, I told Ace, he goes, hey, Ace, let's go out together. And I, I almost shit right then and there. But let's not do <laughs> Wasp stuff or Ace really stuff. Let's do stuff that we love and grew up on. Like like the Cream stuff and the Led Zeppelin stuff. Or, and our, an an Origins tour.
1: That like, would be badass. That's <laughs> Going it's like, that's
2: freaking badass. So you imagine that, Ace Freely being the lead guitar, Blackie Lost doing his thing, and then Ace doing, they both maybe sing songs, man. Just, all wow with that. Cell. And Blackie said, Ace just never it just he asked him want to do it want to do it and just nothing He like just just nothing came of it but he Blacky said he'd be up for it he'll do it if ace wants to do it and i was just like oh my god that's
1: awesome you know ace, so ace that was my question I, in
0: Boston. I thought blackie and ace had a song together back in the day like hot lips or something like that I'd have, i think- I'd have to look it up i don't remember but that that's a good question yeah um, you've you've covered all the photo and the autograph part of it. Um, I'll just let you know my question so we can get back to talking about the show because Bill's just been put on the sideline here. Oh,
1: I've I've got a question I want to ask after you talk about your. Okay, so uh,
0: at our VIP number one, I got to give a shout out to all the VIP attendees what a great bunch of people in san francisco you had great questions but you were also really cool and respectful of each other which is really nice it's not always been that way at some of the vips that i've attended There's have been some real dinks there um you know and i knew a couple of the guys <laughs> there which was cool as well to be able to say hi after not seeing them for several years and one i've, I've never met in person you online um so that was excellent so i had gone all through my head what i wanted to ask blackie i'm like what what the hell do i ask blackie i don't want to ask a kiss question i mean that would just be so freaking obvious for me (laughs) um and when it came time for it it was just blackie hey last couple of years we've lost people like bob Kulick and frankie banali would you share a couple of memories about them and he sat back And he thought, and he thought, and I'm like, oh, shit, security's coming. You know, I've, I've, I've asked a question that he, he's not comfortable with.
1: You got the wrong rock star there, Julian. <laughs>
0: totally got the wrong rock star because he was absolutely awesome. You know, he, he sat back and thought about his answers for both of those two departed gentlemen who were part of his musical life. And as he told us, and it's up on Brave Words today, um, you know, that he had met Frankie The first day he was in California and they had a musical who would have thought that someone who he met randomly on the first day, he would have a musical relationship going on for decades and a friendship equally with him. And he also had a very nice thing to to say about Bob Kulick, about Bob being a musical sponge, which is kind of fun with uh, Bob and the SpongeBob thing. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You you know, he was very respectful of both of those guys. And I just thought it was nice to ask him about both of those guys. One who plays on Crimson Idol and still not black enough. And the other one who played on Headless Cross and other recordings as well throughout uh, the whole career. You keep saying
1: Headless Cross. You mean Headless Children? Headless. God.
0: Well, That's a great album, too. Um, I watched
1: I watched one of our past episodes. It was like the second one I was on. And you called it headless. That's Cross one of, um, Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's one of my
0: favorite Black Sabbath albums. Absolutely yeah. love that album. Um, but headless children. Headless children. Headless children. Uh, I, I will. Get, okay, I will you get
1: you owe it. it to me. You can call me out on these one of one of these
0: days. You know, I'm, rise rise true. your heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your question?
1: Okay, I I had a question because uh, well, this was the question I would ask Blackie because i had read somewhere that he was draft- drafted to play baseball for the cincinnati reds and i was this would have been probably the time that he was in the new york dolls and i was i would ask him what would be the turning point that made you choose music over playing baseball because from what i understand he is still an enormous baseball fan
0: go listen to the San Francisco e- Q&A i think he answered that question d- there. Really? yeah because that be awesome. he he was asked about the baseball connection by a, a couple of people about his uncle who did play ball um i, I think it was I, I don't remember the details it's all a little bit of a blur so do check it out there there's some good answers he also talked about the New York Dolls and he really downplayed it as you know just a you know two shows momentary you know re- really only important in that it got him to California rather than everyone thinks New York dolls, you know, um, not unimportant to him. But didn't he have a band with Kane after that? Yeah. Killer Kane first re- recording. Okay. When he, when yeah. He was, and he talks about that as well. And the guy who was getting his stuff signed in front of me had the original EP with him, um, oh, wow. Had, which I've seen quite a few of, uh, people getting signed. So and, I love but,
1: the dolls. Yeah. <laughs>
0: The dolls, are, the dolls are seminal. They are important, and just to have Blackie somewhat connected to them, you know, connected to early Kiss, you know, again, that's what makes it all interesting. Is the musical cross pollination that you know? You just dig into some of the history. Some people don't care, but I think those of us who do podcasts and listen to it love these random connections that come uh, from these bands and throughout their lifespans. So. No, Andy, right. no, is that no, it for no, VIP?
2: No, one more, quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you guys, you, know I, you had
0: you had problems with your photos, didn't you, in Boston?
2: Yeah, yeah, Yep. Yeah. I, I had a um, not just me, the, the whole group that went into Boston for some strange reason, the camera or something. So all our pictures were like really, really fuzzy. I thought it was just me, and I'm like, oh man, bummer. But during the VIP, Julian, they let you videotape all you wanted like they, they
0: encourage, like to
2: the they encourage the it they encouraged it all but a lot of times i mean i do i've, I've done it blackie does the same thing i do is i learned from my dad the same thing and i i understand it's it's like an aggressive thing or, or you're mad is you cross your arms like this and i do that a lot and i i've learned you know it's like my dad's habit too and this is like that so when you take photos it looks like the person's always angry because they're like i'll sit like this and people are like Andy, why are you angry? I'm like, I'm not angry because your arms are like this. It's like, it's like a sign, I guess. I don't know. But that's why I stopped taking photos. And I didn't want to videotape. I just wanted to enjoy the moment. But then, anyways, uh, I had I had originally bought tickets for the show down in uh, uh, Long Island. So me and Kim were going. I took Kim to her first WAF show. She was like, oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> so uh, we had actually had seats in the back. But on the way down, which was supposed to be I like be, a four. I bet hour. she
0: enjoyed seeing all of that show being four foot tall.
2: Well, she was in seats, so it was okay. But uh, uh, a four uh, like a four to four and a half hour trip that ended up being like six and a half, almost seven hours. There was so much traffic, all the way from Mass, all the way down there. It was awful that day. And of course, I was still sick. So, anyways, um, I had thought in my own brain i'm like man i wonder if they'll let me like take the photos over and then just leave you know what i mean get the photos fast and then go and let everybody else do their vip stuff you know what i'm saying so we so on our way down i'm like man and then somebody contacted me says andy says uh a guy named troy i know from rhode island and his dad was uh, uh connected with a coin if you'll see he says his, his uncle was coin stuff and all this stuff so he know stuff, but he know I know he's going down there. So he's like, hey, Andy, just call Jason. They gave him a phone number, and I'm like, oh, I don't, feel, I don't feel like bugging a guy like that. You know what I mean? I don't feel like I, I'll just go down there, and when they come out with the VIP, I'll just talk to him there, face to face, and see what happens. Well, I called anyways, and uh, oh, did we lose Bill? No, he he's awake. No, oh, he's fuck. <laughs> I don't see, see him. No Hello. More no i don't see you so uh uh also so i so i I called jason okay (laughs) yeah Yeah. jason couldn't have been any nicer he's like oh dude no problem come on down you know we'll we'll put you back in i'm like oh just take my photos and go he's like no 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 you're gonna do the whole thing blacking us we want you to do the whole thing over and i was like shocked i'm like are you kidding me i go well there's only one thing he said what's the matter i go my wife's with me and I don't want to leave her alone. <laughs> you know, not that she's scared or nothing. And she had seats, but she would have to wait outside for, what, another hour and a half or something, whatever it was. So they're like, oh, no, no, she can come. Bring her with her. Bring her with you. And I was like, really? And I'm like, okay, well, we'll take I'll take my photos and we'll leave. We'll go. Like, no, 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 no. You guys stay, stay. So anyways, they let Kim do the whole thing. Kim felt weird. Kim felt very strange and awkward. She's like, I, I don't know this band. I don't know these guys. I feel bad. You know, there are people who probably would love to do this. And here I am sitting, standing next to my husband going, I don't know anything. And it was kind of like, yeah, it was very little awkward for me because I had to kind of push her because I'm like, just go take a picture with Blackie and She's like, I don't know who he is. And she goes, I I don't know. And I'm like, just go do it. He won't bite you, Kemp. I I know, you know, it's like, so she did it, took her picture, smiled, took her picture and she was all happy, but she didn't ask a question. She didn't want to ask questions. She's like, "No way I'm asking a question. So I said, okay, no, no problem. And I just, I actually stood in the back behind everybody because now we're in the arena where they did the meet and greet for for the one in uh, Long Island. So we were actually in the arena. uh, Ahmed Saint was still practicing and actually I did a little videotape, which I got a slap on the hand. I, I did it for myself. I didn't post it. it. I guess it was the first time that Bush and the other guy, I, I could be wrong. They were singing together for the first time together doing a the duel. They were practicing. And I got like a 30 second before somebody came over and slapped my hand and said, stop that. And I, I was putting it away anyways. I just did it for myself. I, you know, I've never posted it. So anyways, uh, so when I did the VIP, I'm staying in the back going like this because I wasn't expecting to uh, get asked anything. I was trying to stay out of the way now. Get my photos and get it over. And then Black goes, go ahead, ask a question. I said, oh, man, here we go again. So I said, you know what? I'll just ask maybe a plain, simple question, which everybody, I don't know if it's been even asked. I said, do you have any of the original props from the back in the day or any of the props from back in the day? You, do, you guys, do you keep them? And I go, and on, the, on the same part of the question, I said, because I know your original chain microphone, which would love to have seen throughout this VAP, uh, is in the UK it's in the UK in a hard rock uh it's in the hard rock thing and they got it named it's not Blackie Lawless's it's just Paul Stanley's. And Blackie laughed when I said that. Because somebody like Babe Bailey from the UK know somebody told me that it's in the hard rock in the UK and it says Paul Stanley's microphone. The whole stand. And Blackie just kinda laughed and just shook his head and he kinda like, nah, never mind, I'm not gonna say nothing. <laughs> but Blackie said that uh, They went to the warehouse and stuff. They do have it all. They have a bunch of stuff, and it's all going to go at an auction and for sale next year.
1: Oh, so, boy. Maybe. Yeah. And everybody's <laughs> like, holy smokes. <laughs> so, uh, Who's thinking the Gene Simmons thing now? I just got huh? a new huh? Platinum card. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, you know, I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, thank Jason and company enough, though. That's why I said I want to give the shout-out to the guys and stuff. They couldn't have been more accommodating. I'm telling you, they tried to help everybody out if anybody could go to the next show or another show that they could do all the VIP over and everything else. They would even offer to buy my tickets to get into the show. And I'm like, no, no, I already pre-bought them. They looked at me. And I'm like, yes, I already bought these months and months ago. I was already coming to the show anyways. So, I can't say enough about those guys. And we retook the pictures. And my pictures... Came out awesome, and they let. Kid- oh, and also uh, at down there <clears throat> in Long Island, uh, Elvis was actually on the stage, hooked up to where it was supposed to be. So we actually were on stage, which was even cooler than the Boston than not being on the stage. So in the long run, if I could have switched everything, I would have my original meeting. <laughs> <laughs> down on Long Island, but anyways, it all worked out fantastic. Those guys gonna really- be, and I do feel bad for the rest of the people who couldn't do it, but they said they were gonna make up, uh, make up make it up to them. And I don't want to say what it is because I don't want anybody to
1: get mad.
0: not, not, Not our business. So, um you know again what what my overriding opinion was is that they went out of their way to make sure that everyone got good value for money was treated respectfully and had a good time um my photos came in today exactly when they said they were going to come in and they were fantastic so i was really thrilled with how the shots with elvis turned out um uh the shots of Blackie, it's a little awkward with him sitting and you either crouching and some people are, are tactile and put their arm around him um, and I did see one fellow who was in a, in a wheelchair who Blackie got up and went behind him and, you know, did a super cool pose uh, to work for that situation.
1: That's awesome.
0: Um, but even looking at myself kind of crouching and doing an arthritic horns, you know, I'm happy with it. I'm really happy with how it, how it went. Would I like a backdrop behind them, Prop a proper backdrop? Yeah, maybe. But one thing that did make me kind of giggle, uh, knowing Andy's uh, problems, was when they were testing the camera before anyone went up on stage. uh, Took some test shots to make sure everything, again, lighting um, and lens is clean. Um, I I had a little chuckle to myself and uh, I didn't say anything, but I thought that was cool. But they really went out of their way. And for 350 bucks, value was delivered to me. Um no complaints and you know, if I ever see Gene Simmons, I'm gonna hold up that fucking meet and greet picture from Edmonton where I'm actually standing there coming into frame and they just snapped the picture and Gene's looking there bored, <laughs> not not even gotten into his his photo pose yet, and I'm not even turned around. And it's like, that's a fucking ripoff, but they took care of you, Andy. Let's get back to the music so that uh, Bill could participate yes. in this conversation. We were at song
1: number two.
0: <laughs> All right, song number two was crazy. Oh wait, you guys no. didn't get that, so I did. I I did get crazy. Um, and and quickly, my thoughts on that. It was great to again to have later period of Wasp in the set, but it was a dead spot for the crowd. Wow. It 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 was, it was totally. Yep. It got zero response. You know, Blackie even upsold it with a big intro and flatlined. So I'm I'm not surprised that that's gone. Um, then we get into stuff like Love Machine. Let me just pull up your guys' set because that was, yeah, Lo- Love Machine and Wild Child. So two early era, you know, Bill. Uh,
1: they were absolutely perfect. I mean, they were well presented, and I'm going to use the word presented uh, I'm not going to make any kind of comments on what all the drama is about. But, I mean, the, the, everything sounded great. The the overall PA sound was fabulous. You know, there was no squeaking microphones or nothing like that. Um, with Love Machine, I noticed that Blackie's role as the conductor. He would point out to Mike when he would be singing the Randy Piper parts and the originals. And uh, you know, like that for for Wild Child too, any of the other backing vocals that those guys picked up. But uh, overall, Blackie wasn't quite into the performance. It, it seemed like he wasn't into the performance. It seemed like he was just kind of directing everything through, and uh, that was about the change. But everything, but both songs were really well presented, and uh, the crowd really got into them.
0: Yeah, my my take on those is just. As expected, they were a hell of a one-two punch, and I actually liked Blackie directing the counter vocals, you know, turning, pointing. It, it was very theatrical, very physical um, acting, so, you know, I thought I thought that was cool. And, yeah, uh, let's go to the... Just quickly before I go to Andy. Yeah, there is audio enhancement going on in these shows. Um, Blackie addressed it head-on, didn't bullshit, explained what's going on, why it's going on, and to me, that's end of subject. I'm sure some purists will still be going, but ha- uh, complaining about it, and that's fine. Complain about it. If you go to the shows, you're getting a great performance, and you're getting it presented how he, as the artist, feels it needs to be presented. Go listen to his video where he talks about it. That's his opinion. If you don't like it, don't go, because you know what? They sold out without you. Andy.
2: Yeah, um, uh, just the thing. Of what you saying? What he just said. I don't care, man. It was I. It's, and also, uh, you didn't pay like thousands and thousands of dollars for the ticket, right? Most tickets were like fifty bucks, weren't they? I think they're like yeah. fifty bucks. 50
0: yeah, to 50, fifty to a hundred. I, I, I can't remember. Anaheim was forty-five, and yeah, uh, so Regency I mean, was ninety because I wanted to sit on the balcony.
1: Yeah, GA at Versailles was thirty, and the balcony was forty. Yeah. So I I, oh, I got a nice so you, seat.
2: Yeah, so you figure it's about five bucks a
0: song, right? If you get ten songs, you
1: get five yeah. bucks and, so, but, and, but and you got, and you got an Armored really saint good.
0: set to go as well, you know?
1: You know, I yeah. mean, sometimes, well, that's like after being at two Kiss shows, you can kind of pick out when something sounds like a tape and when it doesn't. You know, you get familiar yeah. with that. And, I mean, unless, you know, you could hear breath and voices and stuff like that and it was it was primarily background vocals you know just harmonies and stuff like that uh um, as far as and, i know all and the some streams. absolutely live yeah so, yeah so shit
0: that's gonna shred a 66 year old throat i don't have a problem with him protecting his voice because i'd rather he doesn't sound like paul stanley to be completely right. fair
2: yeah, and, and the thing is, you just you hit the nail on the head, man. He's in his 60s for Christ's sakes, man. I want most of the time that most of these people are complaining and stuff like that is because they're sitting behind the keyboard, right? I guarantee they can't do stuff that they did when they were 10 years old. You know, I you, you know even myself, I'm like, man, I, I have a ton of energy as you guys know, and I'm still like all over the place, but I'm still I did. I still at times like, oh, my God, I can't sometimes I, I want to do stuff, but I still can't do certain things or, or run around as much as I used to, even though I still run around. But you know what I mean? I, I can't do that. So I can't imagine some of these people sitting here behind a computer bitching and complaining about what's going on. I mean, the guy they're up there. This is this is a guy who's been doing this now for whatever, 40, 50 years or ever since he's been, a, a, you know, in his 20s. He, at least he's still doing it you know what i mean he could have checked out long ago he didn't have to do this stuff they right. don't, they, none of these guys and none of these guys owe us anything everybody thinks we everybody thinks we owe i mean look at some of those bands that are from the 80s and 9, even the 90s or 2000 and completely gone they lasted a couple of years and they're completely gone at least the there's, guy is
1: there's totally artists in. on their first album that are are miming more than
0: i've seen so and he's not uh, miming. He's still singing right. the yeah, whole he, set. He has, in, thinking, he, has enhanced, you know, he has some MSG going. You know, it's, it's an you, enhancer. You see
1: breath, you see chest movement and stuff like that and you see inflections in the throat. It's not like, you know, you're just standing up there like edging a YouTube video or something. But, I mean, you know, the spoiler alert, at the end of the show, there wasn't any outrage of people rolling out the door. It was just a high energy that everybody just got their ass kicked for two hours. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to see, and that's what I saw.
0: Yeah, that that was what was at the end of both shows I went to. People came out, and they were pumped. They were like, we just saw Wasp again for the first time yeah. in over ten years. Uh, go listen Again, go listen to Blackie's Explanation. If you accept it, go buy a concert ticket the next time you have an opportunity to see them. If you don't accept it, don't go. Because you know what? If you're going to be miserable there, you're not wanted. If you're going to be a keyboard warrior and not go to it and just judge it secondhand, your opinion is not wholly valid. Um, do what's right for you. Don't worry about anyone else. We're going to keep going to the shows and doing what's right for us, uh, but we don't need to hear your whining. All right, let's get back. I
1: was sitting next to a guy who was at his first show, and this guy was probably, if not my age, he was probably five years younger than me, and he was at his first Wasp show, and he was absolutely blown away by the whole thing.
0: Yeah, you know what? Love Machine and Wild Child, the audience at both shows were singing louder than the PA i mean let it roar i mean what was blackie thinking from the stage when he sees these animals singing his songs back to him um, going nuts all right so next two songs you guys don't get
2: don't, but 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 before we skip that um i love you know if that you know they had like the circus theme and then the curtain the uh, the the, the the drapes dropped here and there, you know, the drops so they could show the video screens. Mm -hmm. I loved that they put the original videos. Oh yeah, that's right. Songs behind them right on cue. So, I mean like me or you guys like, okay, we know that those guys were the original guys who played in the band at that time or up on those screens. They did the song. This is how they used to do it as they were younger or whatever. This is how they did it now, but this is how we do it now. I think it's very like, nostalgic I think that pumps the crowd even more when they're looking at it because they're like this is my like teenager or childhood or teenager or whatever whenever you discovered Wasp and you're like oh man that video I remember that video and la 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 and now they're doing it now I thought that was awesome because you know you gotta give he's giving like props to the guys who were in the band very
1: respectful to the past
2: yeah and I I love yeah Yep, so that I love the videos right behind the screens. That was just awesome. That's why I wanted to hear Scream until you like it. Did you get it that whole video? Okay, I next.
0: Love that Go. Video. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, the, those videos were what got hooked me got me hooked on the band because I was an MTV uh, fishbowl guy. You know, I was hook in mouth hooked on all those videos from back in the day. So, you know, that was that was my introduction to a lot of this music coming out of, you know, the stuff I, I was listening to prior to being a metalhead. Duran Duran.
1: Okay, nothing wrong with
0: that. <laughs> no, still listen to them and love them. So love them. No, 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 no shame there. Um, so in Anaheim, I got Heaven's Hug in Black, which had one of the best video sequences of the tour. <laughs> the Gettysburg in the background, setting up the song. Blackie's in, uh, monologue, yeah. narrating it, in, really poignant. And. I'm bummed that they took that out I think there were technical issues around it or some other issues Um, it doesn't matter but then it goes into Hellion and I'm like another song from the first album I am in I'm in heaven here Uh, and then I don't need no doctor because it was a medley for those two and I always loved that song I know it's a cover I I don't care wasp owns that cover for me I've heard versions by other artists, but they didn't do either of those three for you, so I do apologize. But I'm so glad I got to see those and hear them. Um, I got to see it in
1: 92, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, back
0: in the day. (laughs) There you go, Bill. I didn't see see them back then because I... I, Well, 92 was not a good year for me. Um, Getting back into the set, we now go into... What for me is a personal dead zone that kind of sucked out a lot of the energy from the set. Um, Obviously, as Blackie says, we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of the Crimson Idol. So we get three songs in a row. Um, The Idol, Great Misconceptions of Me and Chainsaw Charlie. And that album, again, I skipped that era. And I'm reminded why I did it. Yeah, they're good songs, but it just went on a bit too long in the middle of the set and the pacing suffered. Bill, you know, what did you think about that?
1: I, I agree 100%. It really did put it just slammed the brakes on the pacing. I think maybe if the idol was not in the, that trio, if it had been something, you know, just misconceptions and Chainsaw Charlie, it might have been better but there was a lot of build up to the full version of of the idol that slowed everything down a bit but i mean you know still exceptionally presented and uh, you know some of the people that i i was with they hadn't seen the video from the reidolized set so they were seeing that all those video screens there and it did you know for somebody who hadn't been into that they uh they really dug it that way but you know it was still a a bit of a mood killer but then it turns around pretty quick i mean i mean incrementally with misconceptions and then with chainsaw charlie they kind of get back up to speed with
0: it oh yeah chainsaw you're full you're full on wasp again andy what what was your take on be, be, I, I know people go. Uh, I,
2: I understand you guys say like the, the crowd didn't really some some of the crowd didn't understand it, but I loved it, and it just reminds me how this this should remind you how good Bob Kulick was on lead guitar. Really, I mean, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that has to be the idol has to be to me personally. It's got to be one of Bob Kulick's best. All around guitar solo and all the little souls in between that song and everything else. And it makes this conception people really kind of that one's probably the more the dead one out of the three. But when Chainsaw Charlie started coming back on, you could tell the difference in the crowd. The people are like, What is this? And then the ones, the diehards that I want to be next to all night long are, are like, Yeah, here we go again. <laughs> you know? So to me, it, wasn't that much of a downer debtor and i don't really care but really around me it's 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 i guess it's whatever makes you happy right you're in your little square box and that which makes you happy so to me i'm just like the more was the merrier that's how i look at it man i'm here i'm alive i get to see this stuff i don't care it's been 10 years now I have an old friend who just passed away, literally passed away two months before the show, and he was like, I introduced him to Wasp. He's a year younger than me. Uh, we we went to high school. We met in high school. Uh, I was a uh, you know like he was coming in as a freshman. I was a sophomore. He's a he's a huge Kiss fan. He came with all these buttons on and like he had you know, you know, back in the day with all the armor, right? He had a jeans jacket, he had buttons and patches on you look like an armor. Oh, you're a kiss fan too. And I just looked at him, uh yeah, because I had the same thing. <laughs> I mean, it's kinda like silly. <laughs> and, you know, we had we had become friends and then and then all that, and they introduced him to Wasp and then we were going to kiss shows together, going to wasp shows together, taking these travels. So, you know, I look at it that way, you know, and all the past things of what's been going on with the crazy world and what's been happening in my personal life life with kim getting really sick from all that stuff i don't want to get out to all this stuff and then me getting really sick and then all of a sudden i hear you know my old friend there had had passed away they found him gone in his apartment so and he was going to go to their Wash show in boston so it was just you know you gotta think of it that way man it might not be oh my god i mean granted i wanted to hear a million Wash songs you know But I'll take anything I can get my hands on. (laughs) You know, it's been 10 years. So enjoy the moment, I guess. Just suck it up, people. Enjoy the, ah,
0: I can see this in 10 years, you know?
1: Yeah, tomorrow's never promised, you know, so you got to take advantage of what you've got in front of you.
0: So, yeah, and you, yeah. you got to enjoy my
1: condolences too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Our condolences, you know, Andy, on his passing, because I'm sure he would have enjoyed if he if he's anything like you, he would have loved this show. <laughs> and, I, and I think that was that was my attitude going to San Francisco was I knew that those songs were gone from the set, and I was like, I don't care. I'm getting to see Wasp again. So it, it, it's it's all good all right so blind in Texas takes us back into kind of the classics you know the first three uh bill your thoughts on blind
1: well you, that's my jam you know I mean well actually I didn't do the last command episode with you guys but yeah that blind in Texas is my jam and I had told you about the connection I'd made with Randy Piper in the in the past and how he kind of showed me a few things and I was a little disappointed that uh that the solo wasn't closer, but I mean, other than that, man, it's, it's a rollicking high speed boogie, you know, and it's just, it's just what you needed to put the pedal to the floor for the rest of the show.
2: Yep. Um, Andy. Oh, uh, the only thing, uh, you know, it's always, it's always an awesome. Classic. The only thing I miss is let's party. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Sorry. I was waiting for one of the guys to yell it out. They never did. Oh. Everybody
1: in the house yelled it at our show.
2: Everybody. I, that's what I mean, you could hear the audience do it, but it would have been kind of cool if you just said, like, Let's party!
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, there you, you go. Know. All right, here we go. Encores. Animal. What did you guys think about the way Blackie did decide to execute it in that he didn't sing any of the lyrics that um, he now doesn't? identify with. Um, He performed the song, let the audience sing it. It was um, not done completely. It was a semi-medley in Kicking Into Real Me. We did pretty much most of it, and the mosh pit broke out at this point. in San <laughs> Francisco. I never thought I'd see a mosh pit at a wasp concert. It just seems to be the wrong sort of music, but that audience was going freaking nuts on the floor and made me so pleased I was up in the balcony. Um Bill. Uh, I
1: I totally respect his decision on how he wants to perform the song. I don't I wasn't disappointed by the way it was performed and uh I thoroughly enjoyed it. And things got a little heated but we never broke out in a full mosh pit at Versailles but uh yeah i mean you know that that i had my notes you know that it became a room full of animals at that point you know that people just were going berserk cuz they were hearing you know song number 1 and it really brought back the memories
0: andy since you took the uh, Music for Nations Animal disc in to get signed, what did you think of how the band performed it, and were you did it turn you into an animal? <laughs> you know what, man? You know it was always a
2: question of who's going to play it or not. And like I said I went into this blind man, but I'll tell you, man, I thought me personally, I thought that was awesome how they represented it, how they went through the thing with the PMRC, because there are people there like reading, watching this stuff, you know, that might have never seen back in the day like like what was happening because there were people there was a, a a couple beside me that had never seen Wasp before I was their first time and and even Kim and I was explaining to her and, and somebody else in the between the Boston show one of them and then down in Long Island and like they're like what is this and I'm like watch it watch this video and read like what he's saying and this is what happened really really happened and I'm like this is freaking awesome. Because it just doesn't come out and just say, hey, you know, all of you men, uh, rivet heads here coming for, looking for a little bit of, you know what I mean? It, it, you know, it changed the whole perspective of it. If this is what happened, and they were on the dirty list of 15, and the woman, you know, what's her name, holding that, uh, holding the album, that's it right. was so awesome. just the way they presented it, it came out awesome, and then they just ripped right into it. Classic. Now, that's the that was just got kind of, like. Bill said, you, like in the beginning of the show, you wanted that pop. That was the rise up to the pop, man, right there. And the crowd just went berserk. Everybody, everybody starts singing. Everybody knows that song. It doesn't matter. You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't like a mosh pit. But everybody was just like, yeah, I can't believe it. Yes. You no know, going out of their minds. So it was awesome. It was just weird. I didn't it was just the only thing. Like, I wish they just like, why did not you just finish it? You know? And you knew the audience was going to sing, you know, fuck like a beast, you know what I mean? You know the audience was going to say it more louder than anything, so why him even bother singing Because you know the audience is just going to take over. But it had been cool if they just finished it off. But, But, you know, that's it. I thought it was awesome. I know you said you didn't like it, but... I loved it. I loved the way to re- no, represented
0: it. I wasn't it. sure how I was going to react to it. Again, I, oh. I, ha- I, I get Blackie's perspective on this, that I've moved past that and don't feel entirely comfortable with some of the songs I really liked when I was a kid. And I didn't sing along to it. Um, but I loved the energy in the room from those who yeah. were singing along to it and fists in the air and going nuts. So I liked the energy that it caused, but I'm not part of that energy. Um, and, and I'm a, just a different fan, and I'm still, a, I, I'm still an equal Wasp fan as anyone else. There are just other songs that I like more and always did. You know, I had the Restless cassette. I had the picture disc of it. I had a 45 of it. I don't have them anymore. I've moved on. Uh, So it's not important to me. And I thought that Blackie straddled that line in a really good way for himself in that he performed it but didn't participate in it. So he provided the backing track and let the people who wanted to um, be part of the song be part of the song. So I, I thought it was free choice. It was uh,
1: really a a good example of the artist separating themselves from the art, in spite of their changing belief or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, because there's there's a lot of people that can't do that. That's been a question for decades. You know, can the artist se- separate themselves from their art? And I think it was a pretty uh, pretty decent job that he did
0: of it. I think it was pretty ballsy. Yeah to number one not cop out and say i don't believe in the song anymore so i'm not going to perform it instead he found a way that it could be done that worked for him now i'd love to know now if after doing this on tour whether he still feels comfortable with that middle ground or whether it's one that he needs to further evaluate and decide um, especially as a business person and a band seeing the response that it does get from the audiences he, he
1: shook hands at the same time? <laughs> well, t- <laughs> you know what?
2: It, it, to, me, to me, yeah, I get it. It's it's more, it, you know, let's face it, it's childish, right? Some of the lyrics are actually childish You're, Misogynistic, you know, 18-
0: non PC. Yeah. but whatever. You're all, Rock and roll you know, still is.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, the whole thing—it's the music part, you know—that the whole music, it just got that vibe, that the whole. Think about it. I don't think he, like he's not even the full lyrics. I mean, he's got they got worse. I mean, everybody's like, oh my god, Animal, go me. It's so no, go listen to KFD. You, you want a song? Listen
0: that, to some that's, Christ. Yeah. You're,
2: you're, you know you you think you think Animals like bad or oh nasty? Go put on KFD. Yeah, <laughs> you I
0: know. Was, <laughs> I, I was I was jamming yesterday. I had my guitar out. I'm just riffing around, and I started playing that fucking riff <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> and i kept playing it and 20 minutes later i'm like okay i gotta stop this because i was starting to sing it uh you know uh, it, it is a great That's riff right. it is a thing. Great, it's a great piece of music and it is raw and again it is the very beginning of wasp it is a big part of the band's story so let's go back to january we all came up with lists of songs that we We're hoping. We had our wish list, our expectations. And I went back and looked at mine, and I had 24 songs on it that I'd like to hear. I got 11. I'm absolutely amazed that I got that many out of my list that I wanted to hear. So I think that probably puts me a little bit more into kind of the I'm Happy as a Greatest Hits fan rather than the hardcore deep stuff, because none of the deep stuff got done. But I didn't have Torture. I didn't have Hellion. I didn't have The Flame or Electric Circus on the set and i'm good i I'm, I'm super good with the set that i got in anaheim um and you know what i'm super good with the set that i got in san francisco the show in An- anaheim was just under 1 hour 45 minutes i think it was 123ish you know so 20 minutes had been pruned out for whatever reason i was good with both because the door still opened and we were all streaming out onto the street at gone 11 um which for me is perfect because I don't want to be out all night. Bill, when you look back at your list and some of the things that you hoped, how did you do? I couldn't find my list, <laughs> but, uh, I wasn't disappointed with anything
1: I saw, you know, I do wish, you know, there'd been a little bit more latter day stuff, but I'm not sure what latter day stuff I had on my list. And, uh, but I mean, the show was exciting From beginning to end, you know, and even the low spots weren't dreadful. It it stayed exciting, you stayed engaged, and you just, you know, you walked out with your mind blown at the end of it.
0: What was was the standout? If you're going to pick a moment from the concert, what was the high point for you and what was the low? And I'll come back to you to give you a moment to think of that while I go to Andy on... uh, how did you do on the songs that you hoped to hear and that which you did? I'm like, Bill, I can't remember what I said. <laughs> so that, you're, you're, you both failed to do your homework? Is that what you're saying? That I provided only hours before the show? <laughs> yeah, only, only like...
2: Yeah, I but think, you know what? Again, I don't care because I just... I, I was happy to be there. Uh, of course, I would love to hear more songs. I won't lie. And I hope they see this or hear this. Play longer. I, that's that's probably my biggest out of this whole thing. That you have a huge career, and I want you to play longer.
0: Yeah, that's it's, it. It. it's the it's the 40th anniversary. Represent as much of those 40 years as possible, which you kind of lose by taking out Heaven and Crazy. Um, all right, Bill. High point. Low point.
1: Uh, high point. Definitely, I want to be somebody. Uh, and uh, Blind in Texas would be a close second. Uh, the low point. I'm sorry, Andy, because I know how much you love the Idol, but it just was a low spot. Uh, actually, but I I could actually put one below the Idol, and it was the text leading up to Animal was moving just a little too slow. It was uh it was kind of it's like you're what I think it was typing out as you was reading it right where it typed out like digitally. And it just seemed like it was moving a little too slow. It's like, okay, come on, you're you're filling up a page of text here, and it took a little too long to do that. So I'll go with that that bit there,
0: even uh, less than the idol. In typical Kiss fan uh, fashion, I was going, you could have done another song in the time it did the intro, it, it took to do the intro to Animal. Uh, Andy, high point, low point. Uh, I. For me, high
2: point is actually being there and seeing WASP period. I don't care in in, in that perspective. I, I'm just happy that they, I I was at it, ten years. It took ten years again to, to see them. So for me, all the way across the board is all happy. But I, I don't want to say it's a low point, but I've I've said it a million times. I am not the fondest of cover tunes. So and I understand what the connection for the real me is for him. And uh and I don't need no doctor I don't, I, that's just something they covered but the real me that's I know people are going to like probably strangle me of that but that, to, to me that's like a low thing for me because I would rather take that out and put a newer song in even you know what I mean I, that's just, I would rather hear original songs and not cover songs that's just me you well know?
1: then you wouldn't want to go see them play with Ace Frehley when they do their cover tour right oh come on
0: real uh, me I don't need thing. no doctor <laughs> promised land with Ace Frehley Yeah.
1: Promised Land. Oh, man, that would be intense. Yes.
0: And I, (laughs) uh, you know what? Blackie loves Elvis. Clearly. I mean, he owns Elvis's bed. Um, Come on. Suspicious Minds. A wasp version of that. I would love Blackie Lawless Origins Volume 1.
2: Yeah. I would, I, Bill, I get, you got me there, Bill. You You got me. But, but, I would like to see them together. It would be cool. It'd be interesting because it would be them together. And if they did stuff, it would be probably a good mix. But after all these years of seeing them since the songs come out, I think maybe that's why there are a lot of people like really going crazy over, over that. Now it's just kind of like, huh, but it maybe it's because I've seen it since it's come out. Every time I've seen them on tour, he's played the real me. And okay, I I t- I'll take of,
1: your side on this, that, I would have sacrificed the real me and I don't need no doctor for a couple other songs. Hellion. If he had chosen to do that. Well, yeah. Hellion. I know that Hellion, if I made a list, Hellion's on it because that's just, yep. that's just it.
0: I can't you believe know? Hellion wasn't on my list because I think I had the, the biggest reaction to that when, you know, when I left San Pedro from, from the pre-cruise stuff to drive to Anaheim i got in my car i dropped off my keys put on cd player hit random and i blew out of san pedro squealing tires to the torture never stops (laughs) so i it was absolute perfection that that was in the opening medley for me what what was the high points i think you both touch on some of the important parts of it is simply being at a wasp show it has got to be a high point um i think a low point if i'm gonna pick any and i've mentioned how you know the three idol song was a kind of a pace killer i like to see a little bit more done with the staging you know the video screens were great and i thought the use of video was very good but there was very little else going on on stage there were some hanging skulls and whatnot i would just like to see a little bit more of show coming into the whole presentation um but again you have the of... monkey? what did you have the monkey on the side yes in anaheim
2: yeah see so if you went to different shows like in boston like they didn't have some of the props up they had like a chair and a chair in the background with some skulls on it but then when i we went to long island they didn't have the chairs but they had a giant monkey with you know whatever and stuff so yeah. i mean it was Different places you got like weird, like different little things. You know, I'm, but... I'm,
0: not, I'm not expecting rush washing machine or tumble dryers, tumbling laundry or rotisserie chickens going in, in a set. Uh, just something a little bit more visual for action on there to, you know, kind of offset some of the static performance because Blackie does move around the stage, but there isn't a ton of motion going on and the lighting. Was uh you you know it was okay but but not great.
1: Here, here here you go, Julian. He goes over and there's the box that says raw meat on, it. And he flips open the top of it, and grabs a big red steak out of it, and then puts it on a rotisserie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is 2022. It'd have to be a, a beyond steak. Yeah. <laughs> Throw uh, raw tofu also- at the crowd. <clears throat>
2: The thing that now the other thing now is up close i wasn't in close in boston but up on in in the uh in long island when they we did the vip they, they all of a sudden they didn't let anybody in yet we were done so we everybody like ran over to the merch and then i looked at kim i'm like Kim, 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 please, 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 this might be the last time because you never know it's been 10 years so i'm like can i stand against the wall can you come with me against the wall on the floor we'd be in the front row so here's Elvis, and I was like, so Elvis is here, and I'm like, here, and I'm like, just to, whatever, there's right, and I stood there, and I'm like, and I could text her, please come down, please come, the crowd's not that bad, please come down, please because she was sitting in the back up on the seats, and she's like, are you really gonna stand here all night, leave me here? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So after I'm... So after Armored Saint got done, I'm like, could you please come down? It's not that bad. And some people there. I said she couldn't even sit, stand in front of me because she's only like four foot ten, if that. So it wouldn't have bothered me. I could just stand like this, but didn't matter. Uh, I hate the lights. I hate the lights. It's not just the wash, y'all. I hate the lights. Ace really did the same thing. What is it with these new damn lights they use, these green and red so if you go to take a photo, not they I took a ton, but if you go to take a photo, most of the photos will come out like shit because this lights, the green and reddish, they, they do something to your phone. I don't know if they do it on purpose. So um, I hate that. I hate that lights. And uh, I know Bill is probably going to jump on this about Elvis. Now, a lot of people love Elvis and a lot of people hate Elvis because um, he's standing in front of a microphone. And you can't see him. So oh, I was just enough to see on the side. And I'm telling you, with this thing, this goes back to where people saying, oh, it's just the lip syncing. If you're standing where I was standing, he's singing a lot of those songs. There might be some backing tracks for the, you know, like the double echoing or the, like you were saying. But you could see it, man. You could see him really, like, like belting it out, doing all this stuff. Because, I, I mean, I literally like watching him go, wow, you know. Um i only wish
0: no, he, he's he's working hard and he does go off for you know during some of the idle stuff for the extended guitar work he's off stage catching his breath Yeah, i wish he would use elvis more if you're going to
2: bring it out and you're going to put it on the stage jump on the damn thing and swing it he does it is some there's some older videos i'm not saying i'm not saying because he i don't know if he physically can't do it as much anymore or what but he didn't really jump on Elvis that much. He only jumped on Elvis like I mean he was there to kinda of like shake back and forth on it but not like jump off on it. Because well, only at the 6. end, you know, when he th- <laughs> Yeah. But he some of the older videos, man, he's like really swinging on the damn thing, you know? And I'm like, I would like would've liked I would have liked to seen him swing on that on Elvis more.
0: And I know so, like Bill, Bill's what, gonna, you're, what you're saying is I you don't want the, the base of Elvis to be replaced with a swing, so that Blackie's doing this, the whole, doing the hula girl <laughs> on the on the dashboard the whole time, holding on for dear life, right? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. Have you watched this? If you watched the uh, the videos, uh, "Kill
2: Your Pretty Face," if you Yes. you there might be some around. Him up on that thing, swinging, whatever, going nuts on that thing. So if you have the prop and it sits standing there. I would just like to see him use it a little bit not he doesn't have to jump all the way up cuz I know that's like the ending thing I mean, he jumps all the way up and points and you know whatever I get that but jump on a little bit and swing a little bit more on it be be kind of cooler
0: Yeah, well, I hated Elvis from general admission. I'm 5'7", I couldn't see shit, and Blackie was uh, protected behind a wall of steel. I loved Elvis from The Balcony, where I could actually see him riding it and doing physical performance (laughs) with it. So I got the two different perspectives from the two shows that I was able to attend. So, um, you know, Elvis Up Close is impressive. But it is one of the most obnoxious mic stands I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> so it, it's weird because I just I, wish
1: you get Paul Stanley's mic stand back from that Hard Rock in <laughs> London. <laughs>
0: why, why did you let Paul Stanley steal your mic stand?
2: Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing is too, I love the tribute to all the guys that were in the band too when they did the thing with the everybody who's you know played. Very awesome. The, the, only thing, the only thing I thought was weird. If you if unless I blinked it twice, how come Bob Kulik's not up on the on the screen have, when they pass everybody by?
1: Have you gotta go understand. somewhere, Andy? You're getting ahead of us here.
2: Oh, sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're not to the end of the show yet. <laughs> I guess we kinda are, but yeah. No, and that's well, that's the thing is, you know, it kinda goes back to your picture thing. You know, why isn't there any other pictures on the albums?
2: Yeah, but we, they show everybody else. Everybody, everybody else since the beginning is 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 shown on the on the big screen. Right. And they play the three songs off the Crimson Idol. Why not show Bob? He's the guy who did the solos. Because some people are going, Doug, you that's your solo. And even online, I've had to say, no man, that's Bob Kulick, rest in peace. And they're like, that's Bob Kulik? Yes, that's Bob Kulick. He played on the Crimson Idol. <laughs> Just because yeah. Doug did it all. And I'm sorry, and Doug is his sound compared to Bob Kulik is not close to what the original was. It doesn't sound no, at but, all. The re- Bob,
0: Bob was Bob was absolutely unique. Did Bob play live with uh, Blackie? As anybody? far as no. I know, he never did. Yeah, because no.
1: Somebody had asked Bob about it in an interview before, and apparently uh, Bob and Blackie didn't get along that well in the studio when they were working together. Much less go out on the road together.
0: Yeah, it must have been a, so, the, those albums must have been tough to make. I know Blackie told a long story about still not black enough and you know what was going on with the challenges of making that album. Again, I strongly recommend checking out that Q and A that the Wasp uh, site has posted on YouTube. Uh, again, you'll get a really good feel for some of the questions and see if, uh, if there are any other fan videos from the other VIP, um, you know, go around. So we, we've talked about. The real thing. The set closer. I want to be,
1: be ready. Ready. I, I
0: I mean, the place erupts. Because, yeah. I, again, I think they picked a perfect closing song. There are several that could easily have gone to be the last song in the set on this tour, but I think that was the perfect choice, Bill
1: well for starters ever since he told the origin story of where he got that title from I can't help but think of Ron Glass from Barney Miller slamming his papers down on his desk going I want to be somebody (laughs) anyway like I said it was my high point Uh, this is where you know it was the front door where I came in you know I heard I want to be somebody probably before anything else on the first album um and they did it just the way a rock, they did it just the way wasps should. They came out, they did a a banging version of it all the way through. They did the, the slow down drum uh, only chant part and really just got the crowd fired up for the end of the show, uh, just the way an encore closer should.
0: Yep. Andy
2: yep this is what they should close with i love this way better than i love blind in texas as the ending because they used to My mother used to use blind in texas as for years as the last song i want to be somebody like bill says classic back to this is brought bring you brings you back to that high school time just banging your head i want to be somebody totally classic off the hook wasp this is what it's all about off the first album basically you're you know you say your first single really in the united states because mama you know animal was wasn't on it so the first video you see is i want to be somebody right (laughs) classic man all the way perfect ender and that's the way it should end
1: bingo
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) again just the vibe that night, perfect way to end. I like the structure that blind finished the main part of the set and then into the encores and I wanna be somebody. That that's perfection. You know, opening with that medley. Structure wise, yeah, would I like all those songs to be complete and on their own? Yes. But at the beginning medley, the end of the main part of the set, the end of the concert, all were the structure was great and you know, ebbs and flows. The audience couldn't have left on more high than, you know, any other song being performed as the closer and just be walking down those stairs, you know, from the, at the end of the show, everyone was just like jawing and they're still, they're still turned up to 11 from it. So from, from that did perspective.
2: what Did you know, did you guys notice, I mean, you know how people, you know, we all, everybody does it. Myself, a little bit. I try not to do a lot, but you know, the videotaping or, or or taking photos. Did you see just like a lot of
0: people just doing
2: the fist thing and just like getting into it? I was in, looking like in
0: in San Francisco, wow. there were a ton of people just fists in air. I didn't tape or I, I think I took one photo, and even during the meeting greet, I only took three photos. I didn't do any video. I didn't do any audio. I just wanted the moments. I I don't need to have in front of my face. I don't want to live through a freaking VR lens. And what I saw in Anaheim there were quite a lot of people filming. And it, it was like, come on, put those screens down, but it got less throughout the show, so there're only a few at the end. And in San Francisco, I didn't know I, I noticed more fists in the air than white screens of shame.
2: No, so awesome, I could believe it. Even myself, I'm like wow this is awesome man this brings you back and that makes the whole atmosphere so cool is that it brought me back so i'm thinking man this is like the early years you see you see like I said, you saw a thing here and there but most of the time people just like you know i'm like what i look around and like in front of me behind me and just watching people singing i'm like man this is cool this is classic all the way this brings me back to a very very happy place and i'm like i can't believe it's been 10 years and i want to cry
1: and i don't want it to be over with okay <laughs> you 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 and your 10 years it's been 30 for me 30. 1992
0: <laughs> these are my first wasp oh. shows <laughs> well, oh man yeah Now old- you, you know and there were more people seeing these wasp you know the hits Uh, the best songs uh, Then I hear people singing at Kiss songs. I don't hear people singing along to to Dr. Love where it's a cacophony behind me of everyone is singing along. That was nuts to hear, to hear the audience participation in this. That really sums up to me how excited people were to finally get to see Wasp again on American soil. And I think one of the things I've seen stressed that if you want this to happen again – we, the fans, have the power to make it happen by calling venues, by saying, "Hey, you got wasps coming back. They've just been on tour. I Want to see them again. You got to make the effort. The grouse, the grassroots, as Blackie told us, is what has made this possible." And that was a
1: very impressive speech, yeah, very impressive. And, and you know
0: he, and I thought about it. I
2: thought about us. I really did because he said about two years ago, <laughs> You're laughing. You said about two years ago this started, or oh, two and a half years ago. When did we start the podcast? I'm oh, laughing
1: because like, I thought it too.
2: <laughs> and right away, I'm like, wow. Could we have really, like, helped along this this, and, this thing about pitching it? I don't know. And
0: no, while we're at this, this we, precise we were, moment. We were just ahead of the public curve.
1: Well, But while we're at this point here, I want to give a shout-out to Steve Wright from Potter than Hell. Cause he's been a fa- he's been a faithful listener to all of our or po- wasp episodes and to Eric Jordan, our MCP and to Brian Harris who were at my show. The three of us were at the same show and didn't know we were all there at the same time. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, that that's the wasp nation that, that brings forth getting this done.
0: Yeah. Brian Harris. I know he's a good guy. Um, Steve is a great guy. I don't know the other fellow who you mentioned, but if he knows you, he must be decent. Um, you know, it was, this, it was a similar thing for the guys in Nashville. Um, one of my friends drove up from Atlanta, and he sat down on his seat, and the guy sat down next to him is another guy who we talk to every day. You know, it, it was just like that. It really brought us as fans and friends back together again in person to something that, you know, who who would have thought? When we started doing these WASP episodes, Andy, we didn't think that it, it was just us getting off talking about the music that's part of the soundtrack to our use. And, <laughs> Bill, when you came in, it's, it's the same thing. It's just re, reliving and just being I was three, t- three friends talking I... about music. Yeah, but I was pushing you before we even started this. I used to say, Come on,
2: man, we're gonna do a WASP podcast and you're like, Oh, I don't know. I'm like, Come on, let's do it. I, I always Bill, I'm telling you, I, I would push him, he would do his FAQ and then he kept saying, Well, I want to, I might wanna branch out a little bit. I'm like, Let's do it, Wasp. Let's do it, Wasp, let's get <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, now and I are.
1: just started I just started watching going man that'd be a cool episode that'd be a cool series to be on so thank you guys for having me on I really appreciate it and it's been a wonderful 2 years
0: Yeah, we're not done we're not we're, done we got more we're albums we're not done we
1: we're, we're we're at 2 years though i mean that's the thing about it is the the episode where we did uh Crimson Idol was 2 years ago
0: wow yeah and
1: and it, you know what
2: i have people actually uh, i've gotten messages um in stuff like, Hey, why'd you guys stop? I'm like, Well, we haven't stopped. Uh we, we just paused. <laughs> we we put on pause and it's nothing it has nothing to do with whatever. We all have our own like crazy lives. It's yeah. not like we haven't wanted it, You know what?
0: It, it, it's been a busy year for me. I've done uh, some work on some projects um, that are, are now done. I've finished two books this year. Um, I've got ill family members in England. So, you know, some things have fallen by the wayside. But, you know, come January, we're going to get back in with the next album, which is Dominator, right? right. Shout, out, shout out to my friend. Are Jim. we going to
1: do live at the Lyceum? Because we still we're, haven't done that We weekend. are
0: going back and doing the videos.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Nice. Oh, that's I'm
2: like, awesome. I gotta shout out to my friend Jim. I just got these in the mail. He could. He got off the Kiss Cruise too, and he got like a pink eye, and his, so him and his wife never went to the wash show. But they sent me a Christmas. guy sent us a Christmas card, and they're like, "Hey, Andy, put these in your wash collection.
1: Awesome. awesome. Thank you, Jim. Very cool. You. Sorry How about much? the pink eye, though. That sucks. Oh,
2: <laughs> pretty bad.
1: Yeah. Pink eye is brutal. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he was all upset because he really wanted to go see Wasp. Cause he, he he saw Wasp like when I did back in the day. Cause like I said, uh, that Animalize tour, Wasp played like three or four shows, and that's it. It was like Pittsburgh, Springfield, Massachusetts, and New Jersey. That's it. It was like three. I think there were three shows. It could have been a four. I don't remember, but I know the three, and that was it. So he went yeah, to that. Went they to had
1: Queensrÿch with them by the time they got to the Dayton and that's they usually start there on the east coast and work their way west and they they had already picked up queens rock by then. All
0: right. Yeah, There yeah. we are. We're at the, we're at the end of this one. We will regroup for the next album discussion oh, and, who, and one, who knows what else we'll get to talk about.
1: Can I get one last squeak in here? The present uh, I had on the notes on the the real me is it was an impressive presentation. And Mike Duda was spot on with his bass base parts, and the Ox would certainly be proud and honored with the performance he did.
0: Yeah, hell yeah! All long right, long live the Ox. Without a doubt. So I want to give a big shout out to the Wasp organization and everyone who's been involved in taking the show on the road in Europe and the U.S. this year. Thank you very much. You know, I hope you get back to Dallas and get those problems sorted out for those fine folk who uh, weren't able to get their show um, because of the issues that affected. But I think you will have seen from the response of the audiences that you guys are still wanted. And, you know, we're just three bobbleheads talking about things we like, some of the things, (laughs) it's just random thoughts. Don't take for a moment any things that can be perceived as criticism to mean that we didn't enjoy the shows of seeing you because I know all three of us Are totally thrilled with getting to see Wasp live fortieth anniversary tour in twenty twenty two. So thank you all, and thank you to everyone who's tuned into this episode. Remember to check out Wasp socials. There's a lot of good content on there. So for now, from Bill, Andy, myself, we'll see the rest of the fucking animals on the road. Thank you for watching or listening to this episode. Be sure to subscribe to us, like us, or even leave us a review. You can find us and join the conversation on Facebook.